Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier and we are Computer and Technology Radio bringing you all the news stories, worldwide stories, tech stories, social media, all kinds of stuff. Today we're going to talk about tech in the Ukraine. We're going to talk about, hey, it's daylight savings tonight. And also one of the cooler VW products is coming out uh, in electric form. So uh, lots of cool stuff today. Marsha, how are you? Oh, so, so tough. Um, I just... It's a tough week, you know, following technology, following what's going on in the world. Um, I'm glad technology is helping out in the world, finally. Um, yep. I think I, this week has proven to me how much I really have little faith in Mark Zuckerberg. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, one of our stories today. But I think we have a lot of good stuff for people. So hang in with us. You know, it's like only 40 minutes. You can just there you go. listen to yeah, it over got, your coffee. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you that it's been an amazing outflow of uh, support for the Ukraine in so many different areas, which we'll talk about from businesses pulling out of Russia to companies like YouTube blocking Russian state funded media channels globally. I mean, I think it's pretty remarkable. I don't remember a time where so many countries have rallied at the same time so quickly to uh, punish Russia for what's going on. Well, let's get into this because I think, you know, technology is what drives it totally. Yeah. So we have a lot of things to point out for you in case you missed them this week. First of all, I want to give everybody a definition. <laughs> There's a world, word called PSYOP. You may see it in the news. It's spelled P-S-Y-O-P. That stands for psychological operations, which mm -hmm. is really how psychological warfare is performed. And we don't think about it, but if you think of all the things that have been going on this week, it's a lot of it psychological aside from the, okay, we got the bombing, we got all that, but the defense portion, it's all in social media. And I think Twitter has actually come to the forefront finally as a, a great place, the uh, heads of state in the Ukraine have been posting things on Twitter to get the truth out of what they're saying. Right. And hey, bravo to Twitter. Uh, you know, I think it's amazing. Yeah, they've done a good job. I mean, if you look at uh, YouTube is banned, uh, RT, TASS, and the Sputnik News already been removed from YouTube. Um, so, you know, a lot of the companies are getting rid of that phony media. You know, it's well, you really know, on the PSYOP front, the Ukrainians leaked 120,000 Russian troops info. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th that's, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy because that is a psychological form of impacting the morale of the Russian soldiers. You know, whether or not the database's contents are real, the impact on the other side's morals is real. Because they don't know if it's them, their family, you know, could their family be attacked or what's going on? Totally right. psychological. And, you know, that's one of U Ukraine's main goals. Well, I mean, that's no big, big Russia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th this whole story has been rallied 
you know, every country in the world except Russia and China, and even China, uh, we talked about, I think, last week, is not as gung-ho publicly about Russia as they were. So it's, you know, they've got a very close relationship with Russia. And yeah. uh, I think or they're, they're being just very waiting. careful about what they say and do right now. And you've heard, China's yep. been very quiet since this whole thing started, which I think is really interesting. Um, well, it's pretty scary, too, because... You know, God forbid, Russia, China, that's a big force. That's a lot of technology, you know. And But I think Facebook and what I was saying about Mark Zuckerberg, which was yeah. just, just annoying to me. You know, if you're going to do something in war, maybe it's not best to make everything public. You know, that's right. why some things are secret. But Mark Zuckerberg proudly... We're helping the cause. He announces to the world that they're going to allow war posts urging violence against Russia. <laughs> oh, that's not good. I mean, and this was March 10th. It was this week. And he announced meta platforms will allow Facebook and Instagram users in some countries to call for violence against Russians and Russian soldiers in the context of the Ukraine invasion. Right. And this was came out because somebody exposed internal emails. And, of course, it made it all over social media because that's just what happens today. Yep. So, I mean, that's crazy to say, okay, we're, we're opening up our site so we can screw you. <laughs> I'm just like, we're yeah, going to do that. Violence is never the answer. It's not a good idea. And, frankly, the Russian people have probably very little whatsoever to do with this invasion and don't even know the truth of what's going on. So that that's a terrible thing. Right. I, I just thought it was Mark Zuckerberg's pitiful version of PSYOPs. <laughs> it's just yeah, pitiful. Yeah. I mean, well, that was know, terrible. And obviously Russia recoiled and was pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's very interesting to see. There's a list of companies, and I'm not going to read the entire list of companies that have curtailed Russian operations, but... And looking at some of these things, you know, this is going to affect the Russian people. I mean, you take companies like, let's say, Activision, which is a gaming company. Well, gaming is very, it's huge all over the world. They've suspended all sales in Russia. Adidas, not selling shoes in Russia. Uh, you know, if you go through the interesting list of things, uh, I think Burger King has suspended some of their operations. Well, you know, you know so I things- think it's important to talk about what the nexus of the list is. Um, Jeffrey Sonnenfeld and his research team at Yale in the Executive Leadership Institute started this list about a week ago. And they've been adding to it and updating it. You can download it yourself, which is amazing because you can read it. And you're going to be able, just Google Yale List Russia Businesses. And you're going to see everything and what everybody is doing. Uh, By the way, so back to what I was saying, um, because Meta owns Facebook and Instagram, the next day after uh, Zuckerberg did his big, big move for PSYOP, uh, Russia said, okay, we're going to just cut off Instagram and Facebook. So by, by cutting off an important voice, people were talking to each other. The decision cut 80 million people in Russia off from each other. So if you wanted to get out of the country, if you had a reason, you had to contact somebody, you could not 
contact them. And that's what social media does is it opens up the world. And right. now because Zuckerberg wanted to snap his suspenders and say what we're doing to help, uh, Russia just cut them off. And luckily, Twitter is still operating. Right. And I don't think, uh, as you mentioned on the Yale list, which I totally lost while you were talking. Um, no, yeah, somehow it disappeared. Um, Cogent, I believe, cut off their internet to there. But Cloudflare announced that they will not close the internet. And I think that actually is the smart thing because what these people need is access to information. Well, yes. And if they can figure out a way to access information, um, that's key. That's key to everything. So look up Yale School of Management, 300 companies that have withdrawn from Russia, and it updates every day. So you can actually see which companies have just either suspended sales or like Burger King, who is halting support for franchises. Yeah, for their franchises. Yeah. I mean, you know, those... Are I, and I think, those but they're the still operating. No, well, yeah, but what I don't know what that means. Does it mean they're not going to get shipments of food? I don't know what a franchisee in Russia actually receives as a franchisee. I don't know if they get food or they. Well, they, I think what know. it means is they're still operating the corporate-owned stores. Is what it means. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting, and those are the kind of things. I mean, if you look at Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola has suspended. I don't know what this means. Certain operations in Russia. So when there become shortages in Russia of staple thing, you know, Bentley stopped uh, working. Well, how many people? Really I don't care think about a lot of people Bentley? care. Yeah, I don't think. You know, I mean, as good a thing as it is, and I think it's. Great I mean, Lego too. Like, I don't know that anybody really cares that Lego isn't delivering, or that. Uh, that Levi Strauss isn't selling jeans. Well, that um, could, you know, those are the kind of things that people buy on a regular basis. They buy yeah. Coca-Cola, they go to Burger King, they buy well, it jeans. Was interesting, I saw on the news last night, um, they interviewed on World News Tonight, they interviewed some people that were in the malls in Russia. And if you see their malls, looks just like our malls. Oh, I bet There's they do, yeah. yeah, no difference. And they were buying up everything they needed now because they knew that the merchandise would not be replaced. Right. And Putin, Putin says, you know, we don't need all these foreign countries. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, good luck with that. We're, we're going we're gonna to do this ourselves. And I don't know how they're going to uh, reproduce Kellogg cereals. But yeah, good exactly. luck. Good luck with that. Uh, and sports also. The cycling uh, union, the ice hockey federation, the skating union, the right. tennis federation, weightlifting, um, most impressed, which I thought, honestly, this was really ridiculous. International Cat Federation banned Russian cats from com competitions. <laughs> okay, that seems a bit silly to me, but okay. I don't know, you know how important let, that, let's that, get that headlines. is. Yeah, let's get headlines, and we're... Banning Russian cats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, FIFA, uh, which is the um, soccer organization, banned Russian athletes from competing. Uh, eBay has suspended all operations in Russia. So no longer can, all shipments rather, to Russia. So if you yeah. were in Russia and you were getting stuff from eBay, not so fast. Yeah, so, but if you're you know, a Russian person selling on eBay, that doesn't seem to me to mean that you're cut off. Yeah, I don't really. It says so that's not a real so. hit on the economy. <laughs> Right. 
No, but it is a hit on the people that are trying to buy things, and that suddenly right. creates more tension among your, you know, your population. Wait, I can't get Coke. I can't get Burger King. I can't get my. What what is going on here? You know. Right. So depending upon how Russia spends it. Uh, exactly. So anyway, it's a, it's exactly. A, it's, it's a, a mess. Thing. It's a mess, yeah. and this is definitely an interesting for those of you who who are following it. Um, the guy's been on TV and all this, blah, blah, blah. But I've been following the list since day one. I think it started on the right. 9th through the 10th. It's, it's interesting to check back. And you can download it or go to a page and take a look at it because, like I said, it's up, updated all the time. So yeah, Exactly. So and YouTube, stuff and, you came up with that. Yeah, I mean, YouTube, is, as I said earlier, YouTube is banned the use of certain uh, Russian websites. So you can't well, pick them up Sputnik anymore. Well, News, sites. you can't yeah, get anymore. Yeah. yeah, but when you can't get all that, granted, you're hearing propaganda from Russia, but right. we're not hearing it. So, like, this is the importance of the Internet. If we have the Internet, we can all pass news to each other. You can watch videos. Yeah, I know there's fake news out there everywhere, but... At least you're going to be able to decide for yourself. And and yeah. open internet is so important. And in the old days during the World War II and all the other wars, they really didn't have as much access to information as we have now. Yeah. So, hey, so yeah. you know what? One of the greatest features of a smart device, absolutely greatest feature, when it's daylight savings time, you don't have to do anything. It automatically updates your device to the proper time, from cars to phones to televisions. To, you know, the old days when we all had, and I have a few of those actual, what they used to call clocks, you know, that sit on your wall and are battery-operated and don't connect to anything. That's a pain in the butt to have to do that. So tonight is daylight savings time. And Can't you have your most, wife do that? <laughs> uh, well, some of the clocks are on the wall. Some of the clocks, you know, we have a few hanging up. Some are heavy. She can't do that. So... Um, yeah, because yeah. I collect vintage uh, mid-century modern clocks. Oh, so, cool. yeah, those don't have the automatic thing. But have you ever stayed up till like 1 a.m. and watched it flip over? I have. Uh, no, no, no. I seriously have a life and I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> well, wow. you're sleeping, well, that's really, honey. That's yeah, really I wanted what they to call see it happen. Time flying. I wanted to see it happen. Yeah, and oh. it did. Time, time flew. Yeah, was so, it exciting? Uh, not really. I said, whoa, so that's how it works. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, interesting. You know, no, I probably won't be doing that. But there's, you know, again, trying to get rid of daylight savings time. Um, how do you feel about it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? You know, well, are you saying you'd rather it be light early or light late? In, I just don't want them to change the on? time. I, I think it's kind of dumb altogether. I mean, I mean Benjamin Franklin got credit for the concept of energy right. saving time swap. I but mean, for my wife, he wrote about it in a satirical essay. He didn't write it seriously. <laughs> right. Well, I you know I can tell you people that it affects. For example, my wife has difficulty seeing in the dark. So for her, when they change daylight saving times and it stays late an extra you know light an extra hour, she loves that time of year. So if you're affected by, you know, and a lot of people are affected by night vision issues. So if it's lighter out, it, it helps you. If it's darker out, it's not so good. So that's one area that I know personally it affects us. Well, 18 states have passed legislation or resolutions in the past four years making daylight savings time permanent. 
Yeah. So in 2022, 28 states are weighing bills regarding time changes. Um, I think we got bigger fish to fry, but yay, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like... it, it doesn't matter to me. Um, okay, so t- what, what is this about Twitter expanding their e-commerce? Well, all I can say is if I show interest in anything, writing about something, you can bet they're going to make major changes. I mean, that, that that's just going to happen. And Twitter, I think this is brilliant. They expand, they're expanding into e-commerce. Um, they're going to allow Twitter shops, which allow merchants to curate a collection of up to 50 products to showcase on their Twitter profile. I'm not sure how that's going to look. I think it's going to gunk up the profile. I'm hoping there's a starter to it and you can click through to browse the selection. That that would make it a lot visually better. And unlike Instagram's shops, um, these transactions won't take place on Twitter. Instead, users first click the View Shop button above the merchant's tweet to visit the shop. Then the customer when they want to make purchases, they can click onto the item to be re- redirected to the merchant website. Now, it doesn't say if, let's say, I'm going to be able to redirect people to Amazon. Right. Or if it has to be my own e-commerce site. So this is going to be interesting. Last summer, Twitter's tried an e-commerce pilot. Um, but for now, they're dribbling this feature out to, what, uh, iPhone users only. And eventually they're saying you're going to be able to upload an entire catalog via a CSV file. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's one of your spreadsheets and it can, can, will be able to contain up to 10,000 products. So I think this is going to be interesting because you engage with people more, I think on Twitter and brands right now are going to do it. Verizon, Arden Cove, Latinx, Power, Gay Pride App, and All I Do Is Cook. Wait, All I Do Is Cook US. They're going to uh, be starting it up real soon. So I don't know. I've, I've never, in fact, I wasn't even aware that there were links on there. I mean, I've certainly seen the links on Twitter where you can go to another site, but I've never tried to do anything e-commerce related with Twitter. So I don't know how many. Well, have you ever do done that. it on Instagram? Uh, you know, I'm not really big on a lot of the. I don't use Instagram much, other than yeah. So I'll stick with the social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, I, well, I, don't know. I always try these things as they roll them out on the sites to see how they right. they work out, and uh, th- this is going to be a little challenge for Twitter because uh, whether. Twitter users really want to buy stuff, maybe a question, because Twitter is based on text and reading. It's yeah. not, you know, they closed down their live video platform. So we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's a good move, and I want to see them do it, but I want to see them do it right. You can't turn yeah. it into uh, another Instagram. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I just never really used it before, so it'll be interesting. Um, so Apple came out with their first quarter um, show road show and they inv- announced a, f- a few things that are interesting they uh, which is a, kind of unusual for them to bring out iPhones at this point in time but apparently they've got the uh, iPhone SE 5G 
So as you and I, Marsha, have talked extensively for years about 5G, um, and I don't notice a whole lot of difference, frankly, when I get on a 5G network, but okay. Uh, but the new phone- <laughs> I don't care. I don't notice it either. As a matter of fact, oh, like when I was traveling, I, well, I do it at home too. I just shut off. I said, don't look for a 5G network. Because all that does yeah. is burn your battery if there isn't one right where you are, and then it goes on, off, on, off, and it's just battery right. intensive. And what's the point? Well, yeah, I mean, it shows up as five G, and I look at it and I go, "Oh, five G, cool, it's going to be fast." And I, I mean, I think I tried the other day just for fun. I did a speed test when the five G came on, and it was like three megabits per second. <laughs> and I thought, "Wait, what? Isn't five G supposed to be really fast?" So even though it says five G, doesn't mean it actually works extremely well. Um, their new and uh, I think iPhone. this also what you just said calls for the fact that what these uh, companies are saying to us is a lot of BS about right. how fast how fast it's going to. Yeah, be. exactly. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, but their new SC phone does not support MagSafe accessories, which is the uh, ability to attach a magnetic uh, like wireless chargers and wallets and battery packs and such to the yeah. phone. Yeah, uh, and I honestly don't like wireless chargers and battery pack i just it's not my gig uh it right. doesn't bother me the new phones i know on android and i'm sure the iphone you plug the thing in the bottom for a second for what 20 minutes you're charged up you don't have to worry about anything right. so yeah, exactly. and i worry about the heat problem and you're involving two electric things when you've got a wireless charger and you walk away I know they don't blow up or go into fire, yeah. but exactly. who knows? I, I don't yeah. want to do it. Uh, well, the phone is a 4.7-inch LCD screen. It's water-resistant to the home button with Touch ID. Comes in Back three the colors. car up. Come on, uh, LCD. Yeah. You know, Let's face it. You know uh, that yeah. Apple can do better than that. Well, this is their... If you can consider a 400 and... Let's see. How much was this thing? 429 429 an inexpensive phone then for yeah. Apple you know that's that's their inner inexpensive price uh, they announced a new chip it's called the M1 Ultra which joins their other chips uh, the design essentially is two M M1 Max chip uh, chips as they say smooshed together uh, and it's supposed to be a ridiculous 128 uh, gigabytes of graphic memory, seven times more transistors than the base M1 chip. Okay. Yeah, uh, Marcia, so that's not make... going. In, that's not going in their phone, right? That's going into their desktops, correct? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and probably their. Uh, let's see. It says uh, I suspect it will be in their laptops as well as their desktops, but it doesn't actually say that. And then you talked about um, the Mac. Um, let's see, Mac Studio, which had been around a long time. Uh, but they now have a new desktop PC called Mac Studio. Um, it's kind of a um, Mac Mini type, big silver block that stands four inches tall, has ports for days, includes four Thunderbolt ports, two USB-A slots, an HDMI port, and a headphone jack on it. On the front are two USB-C ports and an SD card. Um, and uh, you can configure it with either an uh, M1 Max or the new Ultra chip. So that was an announcement. Mac Studio uh, has come out. And, and one thing that I got to applaud them with, they have a USB-A port. Yeah. You're, you're not forced into Thunderbolt or all that stuff. You can just use the good old-fashioned USB-A, which is uh, fabulous. I think that's a right. good move exactly. for them. 
Uh, they also announced a new iPad, and, and there's some interesting articles about the new iPad Air may make the iPad Pro obsolete. Now, I use a Pro Max, which is the 12.9 uh, iPad, which is the larger screen, but this one is an 11-inch iPad, and they think that it may, because it's so much cheaper, uh, it comes out at five ninety nine. Well, their iPad Pro is seven ninety nine. So it's not that uh, much cheaper. <laughs> it's well, yeah, well, two hundred bucks. I mean, it's a decent amount cheaper. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at some of the features on it, for example, uh, if you want to, if you need one hundred and twenty hertz Pro Motion display, which I don't know who uses that, but okay, right, and uh, then you might not me. Use, okay, no, I, no, uh, lidar, uh, which is. Uh, for interior design apps, if you need that. LiDAR, okay. yeah, if you need that. LiDAR, LiDAR, LiDAR. Uh, it does have an extra 10 uh, megapixel wide-angle rear camera. But as the, the this article I'm reading says, well, don't you have a phone that does that? Well, yeah, Yeah, you do. And, and, you know, your phone has replaced all of this stuff. And right. I know Kurt replaced, has had had a lot of trouble with charging on his iPad Pro and recently got a new one. Interesting. Um, the point is... It depends what are tablets really for. Unless you're going to be producing something, right, that you uh, need a laptop for or a desktop, then a right. tablet's fine. Um, it doesn't have Face ID, or it does have Face ID. Yes, it does have Face ID, yeah. and people really don't prefer it to Touch ID. They right. just It's creepy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, they came out with, and this is kind of interesting, they announced that they'll begin showing two live Major League Baseball games on Friday nights, a new event called Friday Night Baseball, and they'll be shown exclusively on Apple TV. Um, I don't know that I care about that. I, I watch Well, I love baseball, and I can just about guarantee you that it won't be any Dodger game in the Los Angeles area. They Probably have not. locked. They locked out all the people in Los Angeles unless you subscribe to Spectrum, which ain't yeah, happening Sports. for me. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I no. mean, I had it. You know, it was part of our uh, Directv package. So after six years of hiatus from the Dodgers because they could not make a deal, go figure in Los Angeles, they finally brought it up. I think maybe two years ago. So we get that for free now. Uh, so that's going to be available. Okay, wait a um, minute. So, so I know this is a tech show, but what do you think? The new contract for baseball, I, I'm yeah. not going to discuss designated hitter with you. I'm not going to, but the salaries. Like well, the salaries now. in sports are, are ridiculous. I mean, they're just, look, I, I don't begrudge anybody who can make as much money as they want to or are able to, but they're ridiculous. You know, $300 million salaries and $400 million. I mean, I, 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 we could do a whole show and I know it would be a sports show on overpaid athletes, but yeah, that's what I think of it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think, you know, it's so ridiculous. These are sports, and the only people that benefit from it are the major rich people, let's face it. Right. I mean, right. it's not the little guy who would like to, I'll bet you there are families who would love to go watch a basketball game or, or watch. Right. And it's just not in their budget. And I say, no, you know, these people are playing sports. They're not reinventing the wheel. For God's <laughs> <Right>. sakes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, if you want to go see a Laker game in good seats, you're going to spend three, $400 a ticket. And the mo average person is not going to spend 300 or $1,200 to take their family to see a Laker game. 
especially yep. since the Lakers suck. But we'll, that's a whole <laughs> other story. Uh, the last thing is uh, that we were expecting some announcement release of iOS 15.4, which is bringing a whole bunch of new features uh, like AirTag uh, support and improved face ID. Uh, but they think that'll be coming soon. So, you know, basically that's the, the update on, on Apple. Some interesting stuff. Nothing I would say was uh, mind-blowing. Um, and now it is the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, and Amazon for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I have a small Insignia television. Insignia is the brand made by Best Buy. So that's their in-house brand. And I have to say, it's a small TV, so I, you know, I can't give you this, the greatest opinion in the world, but it works extremely well. It's just got well. an LCD monitor. <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's so old. I don't, I, honestly, it sits in my bathroom, so when I get dressed in the morning, I watch the news, um, and it works great. I've never had any issues with it. I've had it probably four or five, six years, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do. So in Sydney, it makes some good stuff. They have a 65-inch Class F30 Series LED 4K UHD, ultra high definition, smart Fire TV model. It's a 2020 model, so it's not their brand newest model, obviously. But you know what? 65 um, inches. Uh, it controls with your voice with Alexa. You can use your voice to watch live TV, launch apps, search for movies and such. Uh, again, being a smart TV. You can access through Fire TV, watch over a million streaming movies. I think I've seen 980,000 of those in the last two years. Uh, and all kinds of cool stuff on it. This 4K TV, again, remember, 65-inch. That's a good-sized TV. That's it's a huge available. TV. <laughs> yeah, it's a good TV. Um, it is available on sale for $469.99. And it is normally five sixty nine ninety nine. They even have a seventy five inch for sale for seventy five inch. That's a huge honking TV for six hundred and eighty nine dollars. And just so you know, the reviews there were thirty six hundred and sixty five reviews of this on Amazon. It got a four and a half star rating. So sometimes you don't necessarily have to buy the Sony's of the world because it's got a cool name on it. Uh, you can buy something that's a little less expensive and, you know, without the uh, prestige of, uh, of owning a Sony as opposed to um, Insignia. But again, available but Don't you think on... the days of prestige on your TV are kind of over now, uh, now yeah, that they, we have yeah. so much technology? Um, I honestly think uh, it's silly to hold on to prestige on phones because changing phones is far more interesting than, in my humble opinion, no, I than agree. sticking I with the same one oh, continually. I mean, yeah, I, I love agree. going from brand to brand and seeing what's different, what's new, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So you can get this on uh, Amazon today for, four again, four sixty nine ninety nine. I'll give you the model number. It's NS-65DF710NA21. Play this back if you missed what I just said. And that is our buy of the week. So that's a good deal for the TV set. Yeah, exactly a good deal. Um, okay, so let's see. We were going to talk okay, about routers. Okay, so we were going to routers. So everybody who gets their router from like any anybody, okay, your router and modem. Um, technically, the FCC said that they can't charge extra for a modem. You know the rental fees or the router. I've never gotten a router from my internet company. Have you? Um, I've, I've always no. used my own router. No, yeah. I've always used my own as well. Well, it seems 
And and I looked it up because one of the things of having electronic billing is most people never see their bills. Right. So you don't see what's been snuck into your bill, right? Mm-hmm. It goes up a couple dollars here, goes up another couple dollars. You don't see it. Yep, yep. So Ars Technica did an interesting article about the fact that there's not much transparency. So indeed, I went to my Spectrum bill and I clicked to look at my Spectrum bill and it said seventy four ninety nine internet service. Okay. It said nothing else. Now, I know there's taxes in there. I know that there's some kind of stuff in there, but they were doing a flat fee, so I guess they wouldn't be in violation of the FCC. They right. did... And by the way, for those who always wondered about what happens after the introductory period on your ISP, you know, oh, we'll do it for forty-four ninety-nine, a bazillion megabytes. Right. Yeah, well, with Spectrum, uh, after one year, it goes up twenty dollars to sixty-nine ninety-nine, which is why I don't understand why my bill is seventy-four ninety-nine. But you know, then there. <laughs> I don't know. I was at the Spectrum site. It's supposed to be sixty nine ninety nine, which is what I thought. But they hide the taxes into the billing. So you don't know anymore. So just right. so you know, the FCC is on this. Um, they have to show you what modems, what routers you can use. I personally don't think a router makes any difference anywhere. All that it matters is the modem you're using to pull in their signal. Right. Correct? I right. mean, yeah. Yeah, that and makes if you want no something, sense. I mean, you, you get a mesh. You can get a mesh system that extends your uh, service, and that's worth having. Uh, you know, like we've talked about before, I use an Eero, and uh, so that's good. But no, I don't think. Yeah, when Eero got bought out by Amazon, I started stepping away from it because it Amazon has just gotten too weird. You know, we'll be talking about something at home, and all of a sudden we start seeing ads for it. I, oh, I, yeah, of course, uh, right. It's just, it's gotten too creepy. And I've kind of, as much as I love Amazon, kind of drawn a line on their hardware at this point. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, So I love this next story. So do I. (laughs) There's there's so much nostalgia to this story. Back in the 70s, or 60s actually, uh, the Volkswagen came up with the coolest little thing called a, they used to call it a microbus. So it's, let's see, nearly, now this says nearly 75 years since the first Volkswagen 2 rolled off the assembly line. Uh, so they well, the came first, with, yeah. Yeah, right. They came out with this really cool looking, what they, they called it a mini bus. It was like a, a you know, like a, a school bus. It was in yellow or, you know, multiple colors. And they have now come out with a brand new one. Uh, it's called the, let's see, uh, the ID Buzz. It'll be available as both a people mover and a cargo van arriving later this year, uh, available with a number of options that American uh, markets will uh, not necessarily have, but uh, shorter wheelbase, commercial grade variants, uh, self-driving version that may come out. Um, So it's it's a really, really cool looking thing. And I believe it's going to be, if I'm correct here, it's electric, I think. Uh, EV, yeah, electric vehicle. And it is... um, just a really cool looking thing, I have to say. You know, they show a picture here with a surfboard on the top of it, you know, because when I was a kid, you know, people used to get these kind of things. Everybody, okay, now I have to throw throw in at this point. In the olden days, everybody used to pile into the VW bus. Everybody right. loved it. 
Um, they're now calling it the hippie bus reborn. But a lot of people also put mattresses in the back. So you could go to a drive-in movie back in the vehicle, open the right. doors, and watch yep. the movie lying down, right? But yep. there were a whole bunch of parents. And parents today, you need to know if this <laughs> this is coming out, um, that would not let their daughters go on dates <laughs> if a VW Funny. bus showed up. Well, yeah. It was like a I van. Know, I, Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you did you have a sister or anything? So you, uh, my sister was older. I, she's four years older than I am. So no, I was not kind of, you know, I was too young for that. Uh, but I got to tell you, they're fabulous. They're adorable. I'm so excited that they're coming back. I would totally buy one, probably if I needed to haul around stuff. Right. <laughs> but but I don't. I'd like it's, to have and, one just because it's so cool looking. Yeah, they uh, even have a California camper edition. Yeah. With a longer wheelbase and it's going to have three rows of seating. So it's just adorable and it's and, an EV. I'd be yeah. happier, I'd still be happier if it was a hybrid, but you know what the hey. Well, they also um let's see, the seat coverings, floor coverings, headliners are composed of recyclable goods like marine plastic and water bottles. Uh, it emits 32% less carbon than similar products would have. And uh, I don't see a price on it yet. So that's the only thing I haven't seen on here. And I also had, didn't see in the article uh, what the range is of this. You, uh, how far, you know, how far you can actually go with the thing. It comes with a 77-kilowatt battery pack. Um, and it doesn't give, let's see, now it doesn't give me a, uh, a range of so how cute. far you can go. It has two-tone oh, seats. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, adorable. Yeah, the seats are beautiful. I mean, everybody's going to want this vehicle. I'm telling you, it's going to be a hit. But it also depends on what they're going to charge. Truth, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, because I'm going to make up a number, and I'm going to say this thing sells in the thirty to fifty thousand dollar price range. And I have okay. no reason to ask that. But that just we'll see if, how close I am to the actual thing. It'll probably be one hundred and fifty thousand dollars by it comes the time it comes out. But I'm thinking thirty to fifty thousand for this thing. I just and, think it's uh, cool looking and. The seat covers and it just, it's all too much, too cool. Yeah, and exactly. if, it, I think it will replace the, uh, what's it called? You know, the cars that, all the cars, all the cars now are the same car. They're called, um, help me here, Mark. The, I, I don't know what you're no, talking about. They're not, uh, they're not sedans. They're not. Coupes, uh, well, coupes, sedans. They're not coupes. They're not okay. sedans. Station They're wagons. not station wagons, Mark. No, there's a, I'm out, a name. Uh, there's a name uh, for all the new cars that have storage in the back, and everybody oh, SUV? has. Oh, Are you talking about SUV? Oh, SUVs. Yeah, SUVs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So SUV, everybody yeah. has an SUV, and I think this is right, going to okay. be just a too cute replacement for them. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's really, it's really cool. Um, okay, so if you have, if you're using Windows as I do, and I'm using Windows 11, and uh, you know, Marsha, are you, have you upgraded any of your uh, computers to Windows 11 yet? Nope. No. Nope, okay. Nope, so, you're, nope. are you still using 10? Yes, I'm happily using 10. Okay. Well, but some you of the know, to you to do, me, it really doesn't affect me because right. the truth is, all I bother with is I use Word. I yeah, I'm a writer. I, I'm not uh, right. I don't yeah, care don't about all the other stuff. 
I mean, I'm using it, and I, it was a good experience on my Dell computer, my fairly new one. So, uh, But here's some th quick things you can do if you want your computer running better. Uh, run one of the uh, tune-up utilities to get rid of all the crap that accumulates on your computer. Uh, it will find issues. Sometimes they're free. System Mechanic in the past has been a very good one. Uh, and I've used that many times through the years, and it finds a lot of issues, you know, duplicate files and such. So make sure you've cleaned up your uh, computer. Uninstall what they call crapware, which is all the stuff that comes when you buy a computer. They put all kinds of stuff on that these That comes from the manufacturer, right? Right, I from mean, the that's, manufacturer, that's, right. There you go. Yeah, and don't install a bunch of your own crapware. I mean, ooh, that looks cool. Let's put it on the computer. And if you do and you try it and you don't like it, Make sure you delete it from the system because you right. don't want that on there. Well, um, and people throw all kinds of crap on their phones too, which, which again well, is true. the same thing. You know, Absolutely. all it does is slow down your device. That's all it does you're if you're not using it actively. Absolutely. Uh, limit the startup things that you go into your startup menu and see what's running when your computer starts up because the more you run at startup, the slower it is to boot up. So just go through there, and you can go through the list of different things under Task Manager and under Startup, and that will tell you what you've got running at Startup and, and disable them. You can just simply disable them. Uh, you can clean up your disk. You can run disk defragmentation programs. And uh, we've got uh, lots of cool stuff that you can do. You can add more RAM to your computer, which uh, will speed your computer up at Start. Uh, you can install an SSD startup drive. And uh, you must check for viruses and, sp and spyware. And so that's some hits. Uh, and I think, Marsha, that probably will wrap it up for us today, huh? Real quick, did you watch anything And real quick on streaming? I'm watching Mrs. Maisel, which is just too fabulous. Uh, yes, I actually watched a terrific movie called, um, let's say, Nobody, with Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. It was outstanding. It's now streaming on, I think, on HBO Max and loved it. Had me in the first 15 minutes. Great movie. So if you're looking for something fun, I think I got a 94 audience review on Rotten Tomatoes and a 90-something uh, critics review. So, yeah, watch that one, nobody, and let me know what you think of it. And I well, think, it's Martha, time to say goodbye, us, Mark. Huh? That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. If you've enjoyed uh, the show, please tell your friends because Mark Cohen and I are here every week, and we want to keep you up on what's going on in tech and the fun stuff. DM us on Twitter. Let us know what you think of the show. You can reach us at markandmarsha at gmail.com. And have a great week in tech. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. <laughs>